All right, we're back. Circling Back Podcast coming to you live from Austin, Texas. My name's Will DeFries. To my left, David Ruff. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, were y'all aware that they're doing a Bad Boys 4? Oh I didn't know God. they had a Bad Boys 3. I guess was Bad Boys 3 the most recent new one and they had two old ones? Yes. Is, I uh, knew about 3, okay. but I never saw it. Is um, <clears throat> my N in this one? Martin Lawrence is in the movie, yes. Okay. As is Will Smith. Um, I could be talked into this. That would require me going back and watching three, which I'm fine. I'm actually fine could with doing you, a full Bad Boys rewatch. I was gonna say, could you have been talked into three? It's just that no one did it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You could tell me it came out two years ago. You could tell me it came out ten years ago, and I would be like, yeah, yeah, checks out. But I don't know. Which but, one had Gabrielle Union in it? Was that two? I think that was two. Ooh, she looked good in that. Okay. Just saying, man. There's nothing else notable about the movie besides no, the look of one woman in it. Those are good movies. Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life, 2020. That's what's up, dude. I'm a bad uh, boy Vanessa for life. Hudgens. I know we're like going through a writer's strike. I know that there's a lot of old movies out there that are considered legendary. There are just, there are volume shooting remakes at a, at a clip that I can't be okay with at this point. I uh, I decided to dip in the other night after a couple, couple margaritas uh into bad boy or i'm sorry uh white men can't jump starring jack harlow oh how's that it's fine but like i started to realize like in it i was like is it is do we need it does it need to happen there is a lot of that going on man they're just, just doing old old classics what's it, up with that this just, is is this a series or a movie movie okay it's just a movie you said you checked it out did you watch the whole thing no, it was like I said after two margaritas, and uh, it was kind of at the point where I was, I was, it was optimistic to start something two hours long when I had probably only about forty-five minutes in me before I started dozing off. Mm. So I mean, it was entertaining enough, but like it doesn't touch the original movie. So like it's just it, I start to feel worse about it. Like r something I've never understood is that Randy is like obsessed with the live action Disney remakes. Like he says that they're all better than the original. He absolutely loves them, and like yeah. he he just eats them up. Like I've heard him say that too. He said that if like when he has kids, he's only showing them yeah. the, the remade Disney originals. Isn't that right? Randy? No, God no. You love it. You were like, dude, I've never turned one off. They're so creatively lazy. That's all I have to say about it. Ooh, I like that. That's so video guy yeah. talk. The yeah. actual production, yes, yeah, it's a lot of work and you know, good that was, for all those people, but it's just so creatively lazy. That was such a highbrow comment from Randy. That was fucking tight. Yeah. Creatively Any issue with lazy. the cinematography while we're here? I, I don't know. I haven't watched any of the movies. Well, you can tell. I haven't made it more than 20 minutes into one of the live action remakes of the Disney movies, and I've tried. They're they're not entertaining. They're trash. They're like, I, it doesn't make any sense. They should just stop doing it, I think. And I think I think there was a time in my life where the where I could have made a couple different decisions in life and become a Disney adult, which is maybe why I sympathize with them. So like I feel like I should be really into these live action ones that are coming out. Nah. Aladdin, trash. Lion King, garbage. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I thought right Aladdin now. was pretty well done. The live action one? Mm -hmm. Maybe I needed to finish it. Maybe maybe I wrote it off too early because I thought Lion King was terrible. Um, you know, from like a filmmaker's perspective, Randy, like it may not be that good, but and it may have just um, played all the right nostalgia notes in my heart. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I walked out of there being like, okay, that was cool. For, from a biz business perspective, like Lion King and Aladdin are, I think, two of the top grossing like of top 10 of all time films so they're not going to stop anytime soon because then they can sell all the merchandise again too so from a business capitalistic standpoint it's a really good move by them interesting are they going to yeah. get a bunch of scabs in to like like go against the writer's strike and start like just rewriting shitty no all the scabs are going to join the protest because they're going to start using chat gpt do you even need uh, writers yeah. no you really don't just sadly it's a tough time to do, have a writer's protest with this chat gpt stuff coming up honestly that's a great point yeah I won't, I won't, I will not on just a moral basis alone. I'm not going to go to a movie that's written by Chad GPT. At, at some point, you're going to have no choice, I think. I think I'll have a choice to go to a movie or not. And I'll probably say no. I'm not, I'm I mean, not I, doing, I'm not doing AI generated movies. What if they're all, what if they're all AI generated? Then I just won't watch a movie. You, you, the actors are going to like pass away and you're, they're still going to be in movies because AI is going to just recreate them. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks said that's absolutely happening to him. Yeah. Which, which he's great, so yeah, bring it on for him. But you know, his estate will 
shall get royalties. Sure. Sure. His image and likeness, hopefully. Yeah. But like if like if the only music available was like AI generated like EDM stuff, you probably wouldn't listen to it, right? Because you don't listen to much EDM now. Um yeah, sure. Yeah. So like if the only option there is to watch an AI generated thing, right now my stance is that I think I'd be very against it. If AI released a new like Biggie Smalls album, I'm I'm all in. You know what I mean? No, that's weird. No, no. I think that's really. I think weird. that's weird. Yeah, I'm doing. Okay, I'm doing it. It's it's weird, like especially coming from like like we work in a creative industry. But if it, if it's if if it puts out you know 14 tracks of straight gas, how are you not going to at least dive in? Because it's not written on his like life experiences. So yeah. it's like it's it's you're you're I, hearing. You're I couldn't hearing be just, more out. Yeah, that part didn't bother me. I guess. Oh, it bothers me yeah. so much. Because it's taking money out of other people's pockets that are actually trying to like make like hone a craft like like no I release a single do stuff and then we got like just like AI generated Biggie you. that's sad. I don't I don't support what's going to be happening with AI and like recreating stuff and taking jobs and all that I'm just saying Jerp. if you put a, a Biggie big. Smalls album in front of me like I'm gonna spin it that's all I'm saying I saw that they did a Frank Sinatra uh, version of Little John's Get Low I've not jumped into it yet but. Have you ever dipped into this Frank Sinatra Biggie remix album that was from like 15 years ago? No, I like to keep those genres separate. Mm. I respect them both. I just, I like to enjoy them uh, in it's different good. occasions. It's legit good. I mean, you put Frank on anything, it's going to be good. Old Blue Eyes. Sure. Yeah. But to be clear, if AI chooses to cross the picket line, I just, we can't support that. So AI, hey, you need to figure it out. It's coming, Davey. I don't like how in you are. I'm not in. Oh, you're I in. I don't support this. I don't support. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, just how can you not listen to like a fire album that it creates? How could you not? Did you listen to the song, the Drake and Weekend song yeah. that everybody was? Yeah, I did. Well, I listened to 20 seconds of it. Like you could, you could tell like how this would be a good song potentially if they recorded it. It didn't sound good. I don't think their their voices sounded good. But if like, that's it like, sounded off. If that's like the first iteration of what it's capable of, you know, it's probably going to get better. It yeah, probably. You know what I mean? It's it's going to get just, better in like two weeks. The whole thing's problematic. I can talk about this for hours. It's really interesting to me, actually. Yeah, I, I can't. Wanna, I can't get on the supportive. I can't get on any supportive train of this. Mm. I mean, AI could just create our recreate our voices. We could just sit back and. Let it do podcasts for Or us. someone else could figure out how to have it recreate our voices, and then they could sit yeah. back and profit off of us. Yeah. Like, so it's just, yeah. No, there's no... there's like no, we could sue. There's no angle that I'm going for. Could we sue? Probably not. Yeah. Do you think there's laws around being able to, like, take AI-generated shit right now? We it's could right. sue. Yeah, we could sue. We'd throw the book at them. Oh, yeah. We'd take that book, and we would just throw it across the room at their I'd probably heads. just quit. I'd probably just quit altogether if they started replacing our voices with our own voices and doing something. Mm -hmm. That's when that's when you need to pivot because it's it's inevitable. They'd, I'd like to see them do live streams. How about that? I'd like to see them do uh, barbecue live streams. But they can't do that. YouTube.com slash washed media. If you want to go check out our live stream from last Thursday, it was fucking lit. On that note, you can intro me. I have something to say about it. Dylan Shivery. Yes, thank you. We're happy to be here. So we did the live stream in my backyard at my home, and the lawn people showed up in the middle of it. Therefore, the, my backyard was very long. So this morning, I since I don't have a lawnmower at my house. You scissor cutted it. I had to borrow my, my father's. Oh. So I, I went to go get his lawnmower, and I mowed my backyard this morning. So um, this morning, I've, I've mowed one more backyard than you have in your entire life. That's fine. Just already this morning. That's before, fine. Before nine o'clock. The fact that you expose yourself in the live stream of having a, a team of guys that normally do your lawn is more than enough for me. Yeah. Um, again, I, I don't have a garage, nor do I have a shed. No place to keep a lawnmower at my crib. Just a carport there. So um, that's my excuse. I'm sticking with it. It's also, it's, it's reasonably priced. What if you just kept service. it in the box? What if each time you mowed your lawn, you took it apart and put it back in the box? And just put it in storage or in your attic or whatever. Remember when everyone was doing that, the dick in the box jokes all the time? I guess. Yeah, yeah. it was a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> People were going real hard on those, man. It's a popular Halloween costume yeah, for cool guys. Yeah. Will did that last year, actually. Listener voicemails Thursdays. 
Patreon.com slash Circling Back Podcast. We've been on a little heater on Patreon. We've had some entertaining episodes lately. Whether it's Touching Base, a Conspiracy Podcast, or Exactly Five Minutes, the most rapidly moving podcast in Wash Media history. We're having fun over there. If you want to call in for the hotline, 888-618-4422. Again, 888-618-4422. You can also go check out that live stream at YouTube.com slash Washed Media. Or you should go subscribe to Circling Back on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Circling Back. Or you can go check out some of the merch on washmedia.shop to support this. But without further ado, it's time to recap this weekend in fun presented by our friends over at Early Bird CBD. You know what Early Bird is at this point. Whole squad taking just one. Absolutely vibing on the couch, just doing whatever we feel like. It's a recreational hemp product that contains around 2.5 milligrams of natural THC, around 12.5 milligrams of CBD in each gummy. They're formulated for fun and to make you feel good. I'm on that watermelon grind right now. I got a sample pack that I just busted into, and I'm just picking them off clean one by one, dog. I'm on my strawberry shit, man. Must be nice. The latest batch was a little heavy-handed with the THC, too, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's nice when you pick up one of the bottles, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, you see that 2.8 yeah, something Yeah, we out here right like, now. Oh, we just out here. I'm about to get a little lifted. But then sometimes you're like, yeah, I see that 2.3. I oh, need they, that. They all, they all I need to take. I need to take a little bit off. Yeah. These things are formulated for fun. These things aren't just these things aren't just going to knock you out. You can you can vibe on them a little bit. You can, but they also will help you sleep really well. They do, they do. It's just a little microdose of THC that make you feel great without getting too lit. These guys are based in Austin. They were our first ever sponsor on this podcast. The morning of our first ever podcast, they rolled in and said, "Hey, can we buy an ad?" It's like, well, we're recording within your house, so yeah, you can record. Or you can have an ad on our podcast. Pay us in cash. It was awesome. Please don't audit us. Early bird CBD. Tastes good, make you feel good. Earlybirdcbd.com, code BACKER, gets you 20% off your first purchase with promo code. Again, BACKER at earlybirdcbd.com. Dylan, what did you get into this weekend, my man? Pretty low-key weekend for your boy. Highlight was uh, Parks' final game, his final soccer game. Man, they had the lead. They had the lead in the second half. They were up 2-1. Unfortunately... They gave up two uh, two goals late and took the took their last and final L of the season. All L's, no dubs. Parks was not a happy camper. I know, man. Only probably because y'all weren't there, like cheering him on. Honestly, he's been like, "Where's where, where are Will and Dave? How many games? I think they played six. Fuck, it's a short season. Okay, okay. At least it wasn't like I was scared you were going to say like fourteen or something. No, it was gonna be no. like, dude, you're just losing fourteen. I think in a row. Parks would have stopped showing up if it was fourteen. Six isn't enough. It sounds like they're just now hitting their stride. Yeah, they, ran, anyway, they, they, they might have a little bit more to hit their stride after they that ran loss. out of time. Yeah, the rest of my weekend was pretty chill. I had uh, my sister and brother-in-law and their two little, my two little nieces, in town and hung out with them, and it was a, a nice we cooked out and went to Zilker Park. It was chill, man. Nothing hit, wild though. You hit the Z paw? Did. Yeah. How's I told that? you I, I was gonna throw it. I was gonna drop a line to y'all on Sunday. I ended up not doing that, obviously. Yeah, I was ready to go fly fishing. I had all my shit ready. No, like drop a line like a, on the phone. Time flies it. all Saturday night waiting for you to call me so I could show up. I actually made one called the uh, Wooly Dorn. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe next weekend. Okay. Okay. What about you guys? What about you, Dave? Um, I'll just hit the highlights, uh, of which there were not many. But I will say that my weekend essentially started Thursday afternoon with the live stream brought to you by Academy. Um, did some ribs. It was fun. Haven't uh, haven't brought out the smoker or the, the meat smoking in a while, but a good way to kick it off. Uh, Friday, of course, uh, dropped a, dropped, the stars dropped an OT, just gut punch. Uh, to your Vegas Knights, and um, that would become a theme. So we we did some hockey. Wasn't going to bring it up. We did a lot of PGA. We watched some golf. Watched a lot of golf. Saturday is the Saturday and Sunday. I got to give a shout out to my son Rhodes, who I think is listening. So your partner too? He's my son and my partner. Famously, he uh, normally doesn't let me watch anything. Uh, he commandeers that television, whether it's Toy Story, Paw Patrol, Bluey. Uh, maybe some Mickey Mouse. It's his. And I don't put up a fight. I'm fine with watching whatever on my laptop or my thumb. He's him. But Saturday, he watched golf. And he was happy with it. And when it 
at one point YouTube TV crap YouTube TV crapped out. He goes, "What happened to golf?" Or said oh. in 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 less coherent terms. And I was like, "Did you like watching that? Is this going to be a thing? I don't know if it is, but we got to watch some golf. I bet and you it's pretty. Fantastic. It can be soothing for a, a little lad. You're better than it, dad than me, because I uh, when Fritz wants to watch something and there's like a major on. Mm-hmm. Manchester United game. I'll I'll relegate myself from the main TV if I need to for like a, another soccer game. But if it's something that I'm actually emotionally invested in, I, I toss the iPad in front of them and then I get the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was very emotionally invested last night or yesterday afternoon, I guess, uh, game two of the Western Conference Finals. And, boy, you talk about coughing up a lead. Watching that on my laptop, sitting at my kitchen table, it's bad. And I'm I'm having to like mute myself because either my son's taking a nap or he's sleeping or he's there and I can't say what I want to say. And like, but he knows something's wrong. He'll look at mom and say, What's wrong? What's wrong with him? Well, uh, his favorite team's down 0 2, so not looking good. We'll get to in Dallas. I think we can do that. Anyway, very low key. Didn't do much. Uh, picked up dinner last night, did a little uh, Thai food, and thus concludes the highlights of Dave's week. No, 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 no. We're not glossing over the Thai food order. We're not glossing over the Thai. What was the Thai Ped, food order? Ped King. Damn. Was the name of the uh, establishment, was it a play on words of sorts? No, it was Tuk Tuk. Okay. Thai restaurants, they love to do that. Yeah, Tuk Tuk's kind of our go-to, and um, shout out to them. Very, very good. Pad King. I don't really know. The dishes, they're very similar, but this one had a lot of jalapeno in it. And let's just say I was feeling that today. Can you beat that weekend? Eggplant Parm Summer. Mm. It's not competing with Chicken Piccata Summer. They can exist in their own spaces. People are wondering if it's on. I put it to the test on Friday night. It might be. It might be. I can't imagine looking at a a menu at an Italian restaurant and being like, yeah, I'm going to do the eggplant. You know what? You know what? You know what? I, I'm glad you brought this up. I looked over at another table that was eating the chicken parm. You know, the meat eaters, ver- the carnivores version. And I looked over and I was like, man, that's just like a bunch of like white meat sitting there. Whereas this eggplant has been cooked and... It's taken on some of the the spices, some of the sauce. Don't say the J word. When the two combined, it was the juxtaposition. And I, I looked at the I looked at the piece of chicken, and I was like, "Man, that's just white chicken just sitting there. That's mm-hmm. a little boring to me." It's chicken, though. That's a little boring to me. I will have to say, um, Will popped top the other day, not on camera, unfortunately for everyone who was watching. <laughs> Why he did pop this? top. I saw him shirtless. He, you look great. Well, I mean, I, you've, I've, you've I'm like, at my Peloton weight right you've now. You've clearly trimmed down a bit, and I think it's because you're on your Pesco shit. People like me a little heftier, though. A little heftier. P- people Who are people? Dan Regester is one of them. He loves Fat Will. <laughs> he likes a little something to grab onto. Yeah, he li- like he, Dan, Dan's disgusted by me when I'm not chunky. My f- Dan's that. favorite version of me was a time when he didn't even know me, which was just Red Wings playoff beard Will. But yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was on, I was on my uh, eggplant parm grind the other night, and I was very happy about it. Um, we got some new friends that moved into town. Their names are Nick and Allison. It's been wonderful having just a, an injection of two different friends that we didn't have before. So I had a little lunch with them on Saturday. Went to a little place near the, near the stew called Lou's. Uh, Dave, highly recommend if you're uh, looking for somewhere to bring the, uh, the roads man where mm-hmm. you can run around freely and the wait staff loves it. Mm. They're very accommodating, very that's, fun. That's always a key. You can find one of those. You'll keep us coming back. Yeah, we were eating good. Um, but the real main event of the weekend was just really having just like a, uh, a chill ass Sunday. I was feeling a little dusty. had had a little cocktail hour at my place the night before with a couple of my in laws, and uh, yeah, I was I was just whipping up watermelon margaritas like they were going out of style oh shit we had a bunch of watermelon that we kind of forgot about in the fridge and it was like we got to get rid of this we can either eat it or we can make margaritas out of it and the bar was open and so sunday i was a little dusty and i uh, cured my hangover with uh just the way that i do it now i went to matt's El rancho and i ate some enchiladas i went to the uh, record store right after and made two cops talking heads and goose for those keeping track at home damn you can follow me on discogs you're on your goose shit right now and then yeah i mean in more ways than one mm-hmm. my man in more ways than one. Oh, i know 
And then uh, rounded out watching that PGA Championship, just chilling the most. What a time watching that PGA Championship. What does it feel like to you guys to have a live uh, golfer with a major under his belt? I don't love it, but you can't hold that dude back for too long, you know? I mean, it was inevitable. There's, two, yeah. there's, there's a few good players on live. Cam Smith, he's going to get another one here. Yeah, but he's been playing like shit. He got, yeah, he got turned around like Brooks did. He's kind of – he had a good Sunday. That's interesting you went with eggplant parmesan. Why? I just have never been able to get past the fact that an egg planted that parmesan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, I legitimately think it tastes better at Sammy's than the, the chicken. I don't want to hear any more about your eggplant. Yeah. It's a I sauce just, play. Okay. You know, I, just, I don't – it's a different thing. It's we'll a different go. feeling. With the with the chicken parm, you feel like you're eating a piece of chicken covered in stuff. With the eggplant parm, it almost feels like you're eating some kind of uh, lasagna hybrid. It's, it's really nice. I, I just told you I don't want to hear any more about it. Oh, it's a juxto play. Everyone knows that. <laughs> We're not doing that. Dude. <laughs> Juxy. Hmm. You, you good? You comfortable? Crisscross applesauce, baby. Our friends over at Academy Row suited and booted us this past week. We looked good. I had numerous people see me afterwards in my gear, even though I had sweat through it a little bit, had been outdoors for a while, I was looking a little tired, and they thought, wow, that looks really nice. The earth tones everything. Whether you're trying to get in the zone or you're just out for the day, Row is a collection of on-trend closet staples made for whatever you're up for. It won't weigh you down with loud neons, oversized logos, and practical fabrics. Uh-uh. Row includes a classic color palette, an inclusive tailored fit that'll always be on-trend and versatile enough for Aaron's dinner, even a low-key evening chilling out. I had some tan shorts on. Nice gray shirt. What were y'all wearing? Y'all look good too. I had a uh, I had black shorts on, and uh, you know how I am with colors. It was a I think it was a tan oh, yeah, athletic tee. I didn't mean to do you like that. It's okay, man. I also had on the uh, right of way shoes, which oh yeah, were a very pleasant surprise when we opened that last box. I didn't even know they were here. I put them on and I instantly fell in love with them. They're comfortable too, by the way. Yeah, mine were un- unfortunately about a half size too small. And therefore, Randy is wearing them right now. So, I'm wearing them right now as well. Look at you. They're very comfortable. And and I texted, uh, I was texting with one Barrett Dudley, and that guy knows his fashion. And we were texting, and I said, hey, did, check out these shoes. And he's like, those are very clean. He's like, you guys look great in the row gear. He said that? Definitely Barrett said Dudley that. said wow. that. You're I was rocking the on. Adam short, I believe. The Adam shorts, <sighs> which were v- quite comfortable. As someone who has a lot of... Um, Shorts in that genre, that style, uh, they're up there. Uh, they're very, very comfy and versatile. I've worn them to the gym. And the shoes, man, I, I don't have any shoes like this. They're just, you know what, I can't even, I'll do this. I'm going to do it. Oh, God. Oh, You're going to wow. pull something, dude. Wow. You got to be I careful. I already did you gotta running, be running routes. That actually hurt. Yeah, my new um, row gear will be heavily featured in my gym rotation. Sweat wicking fabrics, sweat. hidden pockets, tailored fit. They got it all. Soft materials, everything. They're just great. If you're looking for reliable staples at an accessible price point, shop row. Sold exclusively at Academy Sports and Outdoors, or you can even visit academy.com slash row or a location near you to shop today. I think you should go. I think everyone should go in the store. I love going into Academy, seeing what I need, seeing what I don't need, but I want. Uh, yeah. Again, academy.com slash row. Go make it happen. Saturday morning, I woke up. I think the New York Times wants to publish something either the day before or that morning, and people were losing their fucking minds over it. It says, my husband flies first class and puts me in coach. Is that fair? Apparently, they have an ethicist column. This essentially looks like uh, the New York Times version of Am I the Asshole? Yeah, I can't access it. It's behind a paywall? Let me help you out. Okay. Uh, name withheld. It's a weird name. I don't know who would call their kid that. Uh, wrote into this. It says, my husband loves to travel and always either pays for or gets an upgrade into the first class cabin. When we travel together with our children, he buys himself a ticket in first class and puts us in economy or economy plus. He even did this recently on an overnight flight to Paris. He justifies flying alone in first class because of the cost and the fact that our kids, 12 and 16, might feel alone if I were to travel in first with him and leave them in the rear cabin. I feel this is unfair. I don't think our kids would mind if they were in economy plus and my husband and I sat together in first class. Is it unfair for me to want? My husband has suggested traveling alone on a different flight ahead of us so that we don't feel badly about the disparity, but this does not really address the problem of the inherent selfishness in his thinking. Am I wrong? We are happy to travel and love going places together, but it is still very strange. Thoughts? Uh, it seems obvious. There's two ways this can go. 
you either switch off here. You, I'll fly first class there. You fly it here, back home. Or this guy just doesn't fly first class and sits back there with his family like uh, a normal person would do. L um, yeah, this guy uh, seems incredibly selfish, not just a little bit. That This is a bizarre move. I can't fathom trying to pull this off with my family. Like looking at my wife in the face and being like, have fun back there with the kiddos. I'm going to be up here drinking champagne and, you know, st you know, st fully stretched. It, this does not make sense to me at all. I might see if maybe he's working up there. Like he's like, I've got to be on my laptop doing work guy things, but it's just, it doesn't look good. And what are the ages of the kids again? Did you say 12, 12 and, and 16, 12 and 16, 16, 16. Like you don't need to worry about the emotional state of that kid. Just throw him yeah. in the back row of the plane and let him vibe out. Like he's not going to give a fuck. He's got headphones in. There's no doubt. 12 year old too. If anything, they'd like to be, I think they'd like to be without their parents. That's setting a really weird, uh, it's really, it's gotta be weird for the kids. Like, Oh, dad gets to do this every time we did, we travel. This is and so not strange mom. to me and not us. It's either got to be both parents or, or zero parents. You, uh, the, can't, you can't do it solo. The, my, fa my absolute favorite part was this part. My husband has suggested traveling alone on a different flight ahead of us so that we don't feel badly about the disparity. That is a wild or, way to negotiate. Or here's a crazy idea. Sit with your family, buddy. <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. I like Take it. a different flight no, babe, so babe, you babe. don't see it. Babe, I'll go a little bit before. I'll make sure the hotel room's all set up and everything. I'll enjoy the extra day that, vacation. You're right. That suggestion is so much worse than everything else going on here. It's so tone deaf oh, to I'll the situation. There. I'll get there a couple hand. hours ahead of time. I mean, I feel like this woman has Stockholm syndrome. I'll be at the pool in the first place because she has to write into the New York Times about this, and she can't just have one of her friends be like, "Hey, your husband's an asshole." Your husband is an asshole, ma'am. I'm sorry to say, you know, you're not listening. But what did uh, the ethicist have to say? I don't know. I probably <laughs> probably easy to guess. Huh? Yeah, uh, it, I mean, it, it it seems it's. It says she, they close it out by saying, "Still, if your husband thinks that only one adult per trip should fly up front, why not suggest taking turns?" I mean, you can't. So, okay, so I was talking this out with somebody. You can't really take turns mid-flight. Like, I think they would stop you from switching seats if you tried to do it, or at least some flight attendants might stop you. Because we were talking about what if you bought one first-class ticket for like a bachelor party? If say say we were all flying to I don't know Las Vegas. We got one first class ticket. Dylan sits there and gets a few free drinks. And then like we rotate and we just start switching and the boys are just all getting like free cocktails. So everyone time. just shares the price of the upgrade you're yeah. saying? Yeah, 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 just one. And so it's an extra like 50 bucks per dude on the plane. I don't know. They'd catch on to you and they'd stop you. Right? They, I don't know. I think that in that scenario, yeah. There might be like an exception for someone whose family is in economy and maybe... Hey, we need to switch because the kids are acting up. Whatever the teens are acting up, but I I can't. I, it doesn't shock me that there's people who live like this and do shit like this. But it's this is giving uh, giving Kendall Roy vibes. I, I've um, oh Kendall wants to be with the kids. Kendall wants to be with them. Does he? He was willing to lay down in front of the car. He's willing to go to a court. Yeah, Dave. he really tried real hard. <laughs> I've upgraded to business class. Never, I don't know the difference between business and first class, really. But I've upgraded to business class a couple of times. Not to brag, it was very reasonable when I did it. It you really to, is a total. Dylan, it's okay if you flown first class. It really is you a total. To, you game don't have to changer. apologize. Like it's it, the experience is a. You're lot not a better. man of the people. I, okay. The New York Times is also the same uh, people that published a column recently about how kids should not fly in first class at all, which to me is. Mm. Not as that's su a super privileged move kid, because kids don't they don't give a shit. I mean, they do, but like they don't need first class. No, but to say that kids shouldn't be there because like they're kids is also like, right. you, like you, if a family can afford it and you want to fly with your kid and you want to yeah. sit in first class, you shouldn't be shamed for having your kid there. If you're flying with a, if a group of us are going on a golf trip or something, if one of us wanted to upgrade to business class, that's not a big deal. We're not like we're not a family unit. But this guy is oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I what I mean, if I'm flying somewhere with a group of friends, unless I'm sitting directly next to someone, like say Dave, I'm on the aisle, Dave's middle, we got someone there. If I'm not in the same like row as you, I'm probably not talking to anyone the entire time. Even if you're yeah. across the row, I'm not going to be sitting there like chopping it up. That's yeah. something you do in your 20s 
when you're going on like your first couple of bachelor parties and you get up and you go and you just go chat it up in the middle of the flight. Like once you get to our age, it's like, yeah, we, we pretty much know the drill here. I'll, not, s- I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Buddy. Now that I know what it feels like to travel with a kid, like having three hours on a plane with no kid to manage and just like an iPad in front of me, it's legitimately a time I can use to actually enjoy myself and like, like read or watch something I need to catch up on. I don't know. Maybe we should. I, I enjoy it. Should we? Should we do like an Andrew Tate segment where we make a case for this guy? I don't think so, man. Okay. All right. His poor wife. Like that's that's just so rude. It's so rude. It's she needs to start upgrading herself using bad. his credit card and just upgrading herself and being like, sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It, it feels like he's just conditioned her to think this is acceptable. He behavior. has. Yeah. You could also convince me this is not real. Because it's so egregious. Yeah, like it's like, I'm sorry, but like if no one writes in, I feel like no one should write into the New York Times about this. Like if you know it's that bad that you're going to write the New York Times, like then you just need to figure it out. Right. But there are, I mean, there are people who think this way. There are like, oh yeah, totally selfish dickheads. Like, you know what? I'm just going to take care of myself and, and the rest. So be it. There are people like that. So it probably is. If this case isn't real, there are real versions of it. You know, not talked about enough that on the flight to Dylan's bachelor party, in which many of us were on, uh, one of your high school buddies, who I won't name, Eugene, uh, was on the flight. And my best friend growing up, my best man at my first wedding. Didn't, um, didn't like, okay. I didn't know he was on our plane until we landed. Was like six rows up and like, wait, that's your buddy Eugene. And he just like didn't. He knew that I was on that flight. Yeah. Psychotic move. We got there. I'm like, uh, Gene, what flight were you on? He goes, dude, I was on your flight. Oh, really? You're just now telling me now that we're in Nevada? That that was hilarious. That, that was I've so, never seen that done before. He, he's, he, he moves to the beat of his own drum. He's one of those guys. He's like, oh, I, I did some work to do. So I was, I was on the computer. Like, okay? Yeah, what does that have to do with saying hi to, to me, the it's my bachelor party. I invited As someone you. who had never really met him before, and as somebody who I didn't realize that was happening, had I known that situation had happened in that way, I think I would have avoided talking to him during the entire bachelor party, just being like, well, he clearly doesn't want to hang out with us. So, so I'm just not going to hang. I'm not going to give him the time of day. Knowing him as well as I do, it wasn't totally shocking to me because he's just, he's just different. He also looks just like Beto. He's a Beto clone. Younger version, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, better hair. He gets it all the time. The but. guy that harassed me at the park this weekend had a Beto sticker on the back of his car, and I, it kind of turned the tide. Like, I used to love Beto because, like, Dave and him, like, bonded over chicken nuggets at uh, um, Chick-fil-A at an airport. Still get still get shit for not approaching him, but... No, no. Now that, now that I didn't approach De Niro with his son, I understand why you didn't approach Beto with his son. It was airport, and I was like, man, you know what? If I was Beto, if I was anyone, like, of of note i don't want to get approached in the airport with my kid in line for chick-fil-a the, i will say the kid was well behaved and i will also say beto did not get chick-fil-a he went to the salad place next door okay well i respect your position i do think an airport is maybe one of the places that you have more clearance to be like love hey, what up yeah i guess i mean sure as a as a low-level uh, regional celeb yes you can do that I, but just like i feel like with beto politics I, that's dicey just especially with the kid you know i'm sure he gets approached by mainly fans but you know there's always an outlier out there who's gonna you know go tell him why um this policy is bad brett's on a carve the other night is that true? <laughs> I mean, you'd have it was to ask probably, brett. probably just eugene he thought it was beto yeah you probably have to ask brett it's probably just some accountant yeah not that there's anything wrong with that. Accounting? No. No. What's up? Huh. Yeah, this guy gets the asshole award of the week. I still think we should ethicist. do a segment where we make a case for him. That's, it might be a tough sell, but we could definitely try it. Like, I think we should do, uh, I think we should start doing uh, segments where we give both sides. We put out clips for both. We see what gets more traction, and then we just go in those directions. A B test. Yeah, well, A B test yeah. takes. <laughs> I like. And it. then we'll see like when people start filing in more on okay. TikTok and things like things of that nature. I mean, polarizing uh, takes do get traction. 
Maybe we should just do a segment called the A-B test where we like one of us takes the other like side it. and then the other one takes the other and we like just really, it. really try it. All right. So hear me out. Dude. Like hardball in its heyday. Let's yeah. hear them out. Yeah. Like pardon the interruption. Ooh. In its heyday. Still on? Yeah. Sure, man. I'm asking. I yeah, know. I think it is. I think it's all like Zoom cams now, though. Like they're never in the studio together, which I don't. What's up with that? I mean, I'm fine with that. I guess like they're getting older. Tony's probably wrapping things up relatively quickly. <laughs> Woody <laughs> Hayes still writing quirky shit on the different show. different show, dog. Oh, Come on, show. Which Which one? Watch sports one time, my guy. Around the horn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Remember your version around the horny? Yeah. That didn't that didn't sell, yeah. but it was a good idea. It's doing all right. Can we talk about last night's episode of Succession? Season four, episode nine, church and state. We had Roman's or Logan's funeral last night. I can't believe what happened in the bullpen before we started recording. Oh man, see, did I go too far? Did no. I go? Did I bad cop? Too bad cop? Dude, I, I brought up Succession last night, <laughs> which was the penultimate episode, right? Uh, in my opinion, a fantastic episode. Really intense. Plenty happened. Um, a lot of influential people throwing their weight around. So I was like, man, what an episode! A lot of a lot of people emerging in roles that they cur- like they previously weren't doing. We had a a character just absolutely break down. We had a character absolutely sore. Yeah, it was it was full of it was awesome. Anyway, I, I floated out that I liked the episode in the bullpen earlier, and um, we have a, a coworker here who owns a, a little piece of Texas out out Pecos way. He weighed in and said, eh, nothing happened. Or very little happened. Something like that. Did not really like the episode. And I, I don't understand it. Let's A-B test it. He said it, was a, <laughs> said it was a classic nothing happened succession episode. And I, I, I could not disagree more. Like, did he accidentally see, watch something from like season one? See, Brett is just such a he's, a... he's a business guy. And he wants he just wants to see the pieces move. He wants pieces to see move. It, like, well, it's, he's worried because there's only one episode left. And he wants to know like... He wants to know what this board's going to look like. He wants to know who's going to be running this thing. He wants to know who the CFO, the CSO is going to be. He's just like, get to it. He's champing at the bit. The guy loves business. Well, we have Dude, one he more, was chomping at the one bit. One more episode. I, I, I assume they're going to wrap it all up. But this was a, a fantastic setup to the finale. Here's what we need to remember. What, what we need to truly remember when it comes to Brett is that Brett doesn't traditionally watch TV. I think the only reason he watches Succession is so that people like don't say to him like, "Wait, you don't even watch Succession?" What are his shows? Or does he not have exactly? His shows? Exactly. Like Randy can support me in this. Like Brett doesn't. He hardly watches anything. Uh, like it's Succession and like Outer Banks and, and then yeah. sports. He gets, hor- <laughs> he gets horned up sick. for Outer Banks when it comes out, that's and then it's just sick. sports, sports, sports. Oh, that's a that, great line. That, that's a my girlfriend likes to watch this, so I'm gonna watch it. Show, right? OBX. Right? I don't know. Everyone loves a treasure hunt. I mean, for him to choose those two Randy shows. Randy doesn't have a girlfriend. He, he watches it. Okay. 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 Thank, thank you, Will. <laughs> but of all the shows available, if that's the one you hone in on, like, I don't know. I'm just, it might be a girlfriend. Yeah, especially Randy's girlfriend like, is Sarah, Sarah Cameron. Mm. It, is, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> especially, like, you got all these shows to watch. Like, we're in the era of prestige TV. You've got Tulsa King, among others. You've got Love Island. Barry? Back to the episode, Church and State. So damn good. More of a Church and Skate guy. I thought what it was did one you of the like about best albums. I, I liked how intense the um, eulogies were. Mm-hmm. It they they do a, a good job of like making things feel very very real in the moment. Like uh, episode three when Logan passed. This was like, oh my god, this is super intense. I feel like I'm in the room with these guys, um, and to see Roman absolutely just lose it in the way he did and break down and shake and not able to speak was very intense. I Were thought, you expecting it? I thought it was one of the the best acted scenes I'd seen in in a minute. Did I was, you? I was were you expecting, expecting a breakdown? I was okay. not expecting a breakdown. I asked. The Sunday Scaries followers on Instagram beforehand for predictions. So many people predicted the utter breakdown that it, I, I, I thought it might happen, but so many people were like adamant that it was going to happen that when it started happening, I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I spoiled it for myself by crowdsourcing takes. Before the episode, no, but when the episode started and he was overly confident, just like, you know, in the mirror, just that was well done. Very confidently delivering some lines and like ad libbing. 
it was like, okay, something might go wrong here. You kind of felt that it that, that would happen, but not before the episode. He's finally he's finally come to terms and is grieving the death of his and, father. And as he's walking up to the podium, he's like, what does he say? I pre-grieved. Gross. He's been saying Carl, pre-grieved for a while, yeah. Was it Carl that was uh, – or Frank? I think it might have been Frank. It was like, he said, how you doing, son, or whatever. And yeah. I pre-grieved and I'm not your son or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. He's been, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's compartmentalizing it, but yeah. he has been saying, like, oh, I pre-grieved, and that's kind of how he's been referring to it. Turns out he hadn't. Uh, he was edging the grief. Yeah. He almost felt bad for him, but at the end of the day, he's a little bitch. I mean, he's a scumbag. Like, he's through and through, the guy's a scumbag. And this, I know he lost his father, so that sucks. This but. family cannot stop talking business, even when it's, like, super inappropriate to do so. Like at your father's funeral the former CEO of the company. I want to see the cutting room floor of the takes that were not used for the scene where he was talking in the mirror and hyping himself up within the confines of that that place. Because I think I think they just said like, hey, walk around and be Roman for as long as you possibly can. And I bet it's really incredible. The view from his bedroom is so sick, by the way. Of New York City. I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with that place. Yeah, you were just there. Oh, fuck, I was. And I was. The, the funeral scene was incredible. I thought the way that Kendall swooped in and Kendall just showed like, okay, you're clearly that. You, you have dog in you. You have dog in you now. Well, he's, al he's always shown um, little hints of having that dog in him. Like the press conference when he threw Logan under the bus. But I also feel like he was so concerned with the way that his dad viewed him that he could never let that dog eat. And last night, that dog was eating good. Yeah. He, he it was a hell of a performance. And then, of course, they were supportive of Roman in the moment because he was going through it and he was like, he really, I mean, he embarrassed himself. But then when they finally, like, when things calmed down a bit and it was just, it was just Roman and it was Kendall one-on-one, -on -one, he, he was like, look, you fucked it. That was an excellent That was an too. alpha dog move. Like, you fucked it. It was a total pat on the head. Like, yeah, you fucked it. You're, you just showed everyone why you cannot be on the Exactly. Role. He knew exactly what he was doing when he walked in and had the casual. Yeah, he fucked it. You fucked it. Yeah. And Roman was like, all right, man, all right, come on. Like, take it easy on me. Like, well, you fucked it. He did. <laughs> and it changed their strategy. This episode made me wanting more from Ewan. Um, this, I, To my knowledge, it's the first he's appeared in this season. And... The idea that, like, Greg was just going to be able to, like, not, like, just prevent him from speaking. Like, really, what did you want Greg to do? He couldn't have done anything. Like, I loved it when Greg looked back at every, uh, he. I think he, like, it, they showed Shiv right after, but I'm, he just looked at the kids like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? He said, you're making a scene. He goes, no, you are, Greg. <laughs> Let me speak. How do you think it plays out if Ewan doesn't speak? And Roman does get to do. He's fun. Roman's the first. Does he? First. You, think, you, think, you think he he completely torpedoed Roman's? I think it got him thinking about like his dad and who he was, and for the first time, like his legacy, maybe, um, kind of existentially. And it obviously rattled his cage. Obviously, like yeah, quite a bit. It turns out. I also, I also found it that the. The last scene with, with Roman when he's like, I'm going to walk home, which I thought that was going to end way more poorly for him than it did. Um, as he's like, you know, provoking protesters. I'm like, I'm like, was waiting for Antifa to just jump his ass. Oh, I like, thought he was going to get like real fucked up. I did up. too. I was, yeah. I don't, that was the only unrealistic thing of the show. I was like, oh, there's no way this would have been just like him getting a little bit of a, you know, pop to the eye or whatever happened. That made him look pitiful. Another scene that I really enjoyed um it was also made me uncomfortable was when they were all just jockeying for minkin minkin yeah minkin his minkin. attention when they're you know after the funeral and they're all just trying to get some face time with him and i mean roman oh my god or kendall's kendall's legitimately just standing there like trying to like get shit done and when greg pops up out of nowhere it's like <laughs> yes this is exactly who i wanted to pop up out of like, nowhere and talk to Mankin. terrible timing this is not important save it greg and then of course lucas wants some some face time with him too Connor. Connor. The, the whole shit. Dude, would have loved to see Connor's eulogy. Oh, we, I, were, I we really, were robbed of that. We were robbed of that. And I'm, ugh, man. Yeah. There's no way he wrote that himself. It's so, Connor's, Connor's so good. There's so many fantastic characters. 
Um, Love the episode so much. Predictions. I, I, I think I think Kendall is the successor. I think he's the choice, but it's it's almost seems so obvious that it's not going to happen. Whose choice? Um, I think after after the eulogy he pulled off. I just, I just, and he's always, he's been like the underlying, like main character throughout the entire series, I think. I don't even think it's been underlying. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, everything, you're probably everything right. does revolve around Kendall. Like he has, he has a little bit, like there was the episode where Logan said, you're not a killer, right? And I think he's shown that he has a little bit of that killer in him. I don't know. I just, he I think it's. He goes back and forth, right? Because like he showed at two episodes ago that like he is kind of incapable of running like dealing with like, election night of dealing with like problems on the fly yeah but he steps up in a lot of situations and like destroys even though it was kind of a lot of word salad like what the his eulogy it was still delivered quite well uh yeah. i think what's going to happen my take my take i think the deal goes through with matson i think so he, when he called Shiv and told her, like, kind of like, hey, this is going to go through. We're going to do an American CEO. I think the American CEO, I think he's going he's gonna to fuck over Shiv. I think he's going to go with Kendall. And that's going to be yeah. – because it's – right now it looks like things are too perfect for Shiv. Not, yeah. not, not, not perfect. Shiv but like, ain't she's in, a, she's in a great spot um, in her own mind as far as her career. Shiv ain't, Shiv ain't ended this series as CEO. It, that's not how this is. I don't ending. think so. Either. If she does, I will be the first one to admit I was completely wrong. There, you can't. It's just not going to happen. My dark horse is Tom. So I'm not allowed to give my take before you start talking dark horses, dog. My, my, I think, I think if if it's not one of the kids, 100 Tom. Uh, I could see, easily see Tom wiggling his way in. Tom's married to the game. Tom's married to the person who could be the CEO if Matson goes through. Tom could be, a, you know, an easy default if there's something that comes up with Shiv and Shiv is like, well, I want the father of my kid to be the CEO of Waystar. True. I'm doing this. Like, there's too many things. Tom, I'm still hooked on the the thing that Tom told Greg about uh, keeping information inside until you can slap someone in the face with it or whatever he said. Like, I still, I feel like there was something to that scene that I want to see more from. What is the information that he's alluding to? I don't know. Could be that maybe he found out about Kendall in Scotland or wherever they were. Yeah. I mean, Kendall still got that body that he caught. Um, he talked to that. Was that his old driver last night, old security guard, old whatever that he was kind of saying, like, work for me. You're working for, or come work for that me. That was Logan's Hugo? security detail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Hugo. No, not Hugo. The, it was the, a guy after Hugo. Security, oh, yeah, yeah, security, yeah, yeah. But like that, he wants name. that guy on his side. Like, I don't think that situation's really. We might see some some of that. I kind of love Hugo. He's really slimy, but like he just like whatever. Wolf, Fuck wolf. yeah, Wolf. I'll be your fucking bitch. Yeah, it's pay, pay me. me. I'll do whatever you I'm want. Fucking, he's kind of a, he's a dude you want on your team. I mean, if I if, if I'm assembling my team, I want every one of those guys. I want they Hugo, a, I want Jerry, I want good squad. Frank, and I want what's-his-face. Like, I want all of them on my team. Yeah, like, none of them have shown – like, they're all shitting their own way, but they all want the same thing, which is a huge amount of power and a huge amount of money. I want all of them. Yeah. Is is there any way that um, one of the one of the C-suite people becomes CEO on the, on the low? I feel I, like there had to, there would have had to been more set up like I agree. for that in this episode. Jerry right? maybe. But like I I I Jerry's what Dave said what Dave said is ago. what I'm thinking right now. Like there there wasn't enough from any of them in in the last episode in this it past It could episode. also be a, a safe a safe choice though. The kids are so unhinged. There was part of me thinking that this episode might have ended with an actual solution. And then the final episode might have yeah. been an afterthought. Because a lot of series have done that in the past where, like, you you kind of find out the information that you need to know in the second to last episode. And then the final episode is almost like the, the ripple effects of that. Because if they, like, fast forwarded to what these kids are doing or if they just kind of showed, like, a different lifestyle for them, I think it would have been super interesting to see. Question. Yeah. What is your finale excitement level compared to, you know, classic series like breaking bad like how excited are you for this thing to get wrapped up not nearly as excited as i have been for other series one i don't want it to end 
Two, I feel like the cliffhanger from last night's episode, which was essentially the Shiv news of her finding out that Matson was going to get the deal and there's going to be an American CEO, that didn't get me excited and it didn't piss me off. Like it didn't really do much for me other than say like, okay, we're getting closer. Um, and I think that there's so much to wrap up that I'm worried about this finale more than I am excited for it. We know, we know that it's 90 minutes. We got an hour and a half, which is probably the longest they've ever done. So I like that. We have Stewie per the um, the trailer. Stewie was in the in, in the mix a little bit. Dave yeah. and I've been clamoring for more Stewie for a yeah, while. I got to get Stewie. I'm really excited. I mean, I I hate to see this show end because it's so fantastic. Interesting. Stewie wasn't at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> the funeral had a couple uh, production things that I would have maybe edited. I can't believe Tom didn't go to the funeral. I know he was very busy, but still, you got to at least make a make an appearance, right? He yeah. made it to the memorial. I'm not a big continuity guy in these shows because I understand the limitations. But with how empty the room was when they started to start the funeral and then when they panned to everything, how full it was, it was just like, oh, this, the, they didn't do a good job of yeah. uh, doing that for a show of this ilk. That's okay though. I, I I'm not here to shit on the show. It's my it's probably my favorite running show right now. Yeah, I'm excited for the finale, but not. I'm anticipating kind of an open ended, up to your interpretation, finale. So, I I it's hard to get s stowed for those. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't think it'll be definite. And like, this is what Kendall's doing now. This is what Shiv's doing. You know, and I don't think you'll get like a a wrap up of each character. You'll probably get some kind of meta thing with Kendall. Um, ultimately, where he is, he takes control, and it's like he's going to lose his family, but now he's like he's becoming his father. I don't know. It's Kendall. It's Kendall. I don't know, right? Or what if it, a wild card like fucking Connor? Connor swung a don't deal. Don't listen to him say, I don't know. He's the one who first said Kendall. I, I know, but it, it seems like, so, it seems <laughs> like such a logical <laughs> choice that, I, that I, doubt, I doubt myself when I predict that, you know? If it, yeah. It if, it's so just, if it's just Shiv, then they'll, I'm sure they'll do it in a way that won't disappoint, but that would be a little bit like, huh, okay. If it's, if it's any kid but Kendall, I'll be bummed. If it's it won't Tom be or, like, if it's Tom, I will be like, okay. We're riding. Let's do this. Don't Anyone else, sense. I'm going to be like, man, that, that didn't end the way I wanted it to. Like, I want to see someone that I like in power. I like Tom. I think Tom's ruthless. I think Tom is, like, sneaky, ready for this. He like, I think he would democracy. love to do it. Yeah. Well, He's like, willing to. Yeah. Like, I think that Tom would be a hilarious person to get the role. And so that's why I kind of want Tom to get it. I would love it if Tom got it. Just for purely <laughs> entertainment purposes, Tom, Tom would be a great person to get it. Tom's so great. And Madsen... Matson's Matson sucks. He's like a shithead. He's a piece of shit, right? So it's like he's exactly the kind of guy who would not give it to Shiv because she's pregnant. Like he joked about it, but that is something that is in his mind. He he, he kind of looked weak for the first time when he was in front of Minkin. Like he looked like he was annoying him and he was just like I don't know. Minkin's face. Yeah, like stop talking to me. No, I'm just saying I want to punch his face. Oh. I it's very punchable. His response, but that too. When Luke, when, was, when Lucas was talking to him, it was like, "Yeah, I don't want to want to hear this right now." Any closing thoughts? Can't wait. Let's hear from our friends over at Rocket Money. Rocket Money is an app, a service. It's something that I use often. They email me a lot, and I like it. They give me updates. This is what you spent this week. This is what you spent last week. This is the difference. They have so much financial information that I need to know, but sometimes I'm just not really feeling like looking it up. But what they really have is a way of making your subscriptions more manageable. You guys know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is way closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need rocket money. Rising prices, lunchflation, pastaflation, all the flations are happening. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for ways to cut costs, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscription, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. It's like the Stars app that you got just to watch one show, that free gaming trial you never actually used. For me, I had numerous ESPN Plus accounts because I tried to watch a fight one time and I couldn't figure out my password, so I made a new one. 
And I was an idiot. Never got rid of That's it. That's a very common one. I bet that almost everyone has something that they, they forgot they subscribed to that's just out there. I used to, but then I got rocket money. And now I'm just dialed in. With uh, like, I mean, there's like multiple platforms to like consume content, podcasts, shows, movies. It's very, very easy to have something you forgot about. And I learned that the hard way. So mm -hmm. shout out to Rocket Money. They quickly and easily find your subscriptions. And if you don't want to pay for it anymore, all you have to do is hit cancel and they'll cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage your finance in one place like I was talking about. So you can easily track your budget in real time. You get alerted if something seems weird. It's always nice to get the little email. Oh, you just got a deposit. And it's like, yeah, we balling. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash circling. That's rocketmoney.com slash circling. Finally, rocketmoney.com slash circling. You guys see this curb couch? <laughs> no. A lot of people are upset about the curb couch. Um, I, don't, I didn't know this was a thing, but it makes sense that it was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. Stooping. Apparently, stooping is just the act in New York City of finding things on people's stoops for free and putting them in your place. Stoops are tight, man. I know. We, we don't get stoops down here. Yeah. I saw some people. Sal and I were taking a walk, and uh, we met up with Barrett and Lauren when we were in New York. It was a nice – it was the Wednesday of the event, and we were just taking a walk. We were going to lunch. Um, it was quiet. We were in a nice neighborhood, and there were just people chilling on the stoops, and I was like, man, jealous. Chill, right? Yeah. Remember Hey Arnold? You probably don't. You know, uh, childhood. I wasn't really into that. Hey Arnold had stoop kid. Kid just hung out on a stoop all the time. You never lots of stoop. Stoop. You got to think that this will only enhance her her following. Shout out Bob Stoops. Yes. Yeah. Good job, Shout out Dave. to the Renegades. Yeah. Some people are listening to slightly stupid. I'm not one of those people, but some are. Never went through that phase. A lot um, of people did. So this this young lady, she posted a TikTok, which she's now gotten somewhat roasted for. There's a lot of discussions surrounding it. Uh, some would say it went viral. Okay. Familiar with viral stuff? Oh, I, I've done it. So yeah, 30 million views. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she found this couch. It's a hip couch, I guess. Not something I would want in my place, but apparently some people do. And it usually goes for about $8,000. She found it on the street. She decided to rehab it, uh, get it all cleaned, had some people help her out. And she put it in her place and posted the TikTok. And this says, those familiar with the pricey brand were skeptical about the authenticity of her found. And some outright called it fake based on the analysis of the couch's material seen in the video. Quote, this is not a real Rocher Bobois. I don't know if that's how you say it. I think you crushed that. Uh, based off the fabric, but I think the knockoffs sell for one to 2K. So nice find for her, someone said. But others were more concerned about the risk of bed bugs and mold after Joy said the couch had been rained on after she found it. In the viral video, she's shown steam cleaning the furniture and placing it in her apartment. Okay. Um, down here, down in Tex down Texas way, if you leave something by the street, it's like the universal sign of this is up for grabs. Anyone can take it. Stoop couches. Can anyone just grab a stoop couch and I think and bring anyone it home? can grab a stoop couch? So was it at the street or was it? I mean, this, I don't, I don't know it's on the, the, curve. the context of what's going on in this video right here, but this is what she finds it, and she's okay. kind of looking like dumbfounded, like, "Oh my god, I just found my dream couch." If I have to heavily clean something that I have gotten off of the street. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get over the idea that that thing was once as gross as it was. And I don't think, but I also don't think this applies to just anywhere. I feel like if I found something in Austin, I'd be less sketched out than if I found it in New York City. Right. Right. You it walk was, down the street in New York City, you, you just get smells that you, you never even knew existed. There's and no it's just telling, like, what is that? There's no telling, A, how long that couch has been there. B, what's happened on that couch? How many homeless men have cranked on this couch is what you're asking there might be some fluids that you want to get rid of pizza rat might have been over there on that thing dude yeah just can you imagine a viral blue couch and pizza rat combined dude dude imagine He's can just you imagine that brand activation that would be huge what company Rocher would see Bouvoir that through? Would love it <laughs> yeah i don't i have questions about if this is your dream couch the couch it looks comfy it's not my style but th this is only someone's <laughs> dream couch because they saw it on some like yeah yeah trend website and was like oh that's sweet this is not a practical couch no, no this looks like uh, it doesn't look comfortable no this looks like it would be in like your kids like kindergarten classroom yeah which is fine <laughs> i'm grossed out you can't clean it enough 
Yeah, bed bugs you know? are something that I've been lucky to avoid in my life. Ooh, I got bed bugs. What's the scene with those, man? Like, well, what's, got, what's what's the mentality that you have once you discover you have bed bugs? I don't know if I had bed bugs, but I got scabies once, and I, I'm pretty sure it was from, it was just my, my apartment was infested with them. A lot of my friends got scabies. Oh, you got the Sunday scabies? I got the scabies. You got the Sunday scabies. Very uncomfortable to get, get scabies. Yeah, yeah. I had some friends that got scabies, and I don't, like, I honestly, based on the situation at hand, I think I should have gotten them too. I never got it. I did the, uh, the bug bomb in my house. We got to clear out for, you know, 12 hours or something yeah uh so that killed them but the the scabies lasted on my skin for a minute and i had to go to the doctor and get it was it was, was gross. that the year you went to acl with ross in the rain no no i did ross we got scabies two different times good like so, you yeah. you've had scabies twice or you and ross had separately had scabies for a total of two times getting scabies we separately had scabies once each well he might have gotten it since then i don't know but i've got it exactly once what did he get it from uh, is he gonna like that we're talking about his skates? No, he's written a quite. Yeah, it's a pretty he hilarious he had story. He thought it was. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. He got it at ACL. He thinks in the rain. It was 2008 or nine. It was a rainy, rainy ACL ponchos, and uh, yeah, that's a good spot. That's a, a good sponsor. Not sure. raise the flag. <laughs> uh, everybody's just wet and miserable in the mud, and he got scabies. Yeah, scabes. I never got it. I think most people don't get it. I know, but all my buddies got it one summer. Really? And it was like, well, when's Will getting it? My whole group of friends got it, man. I also think, but I also think I, I have something with my body that is averse to those like itchy things because I've never gotten poison ivy. Oh. I've never had to worry about that kind of stuff. Your boy is very allergic. Your histamines are different. Yeah. Yeah. They call me powder. This, because I don't itch. This couch has some kind of bug embedded somewhere in it. Out of all the city, like I can understand doing this in a lot of cities, in a lot of places where you find something on the side of the street, you rehab it yourself and you make something beautiful out of it. I ain't taking a, a sopping wet couch from outside of someone's apartment in New York City. That's just not what I'm doing. Look, you can even see in this photo, like, like it's like when you're, you're the, the, the kid from high school who wore the really baggy jeans, like walked in from the rain at recess. It, it, that's, that part is grossing me out. Like, how long does it take to, to wash that totally out? It looks like it's been sitting in a frat house for six months. You know, no one's cleaning that shit. At least not the one we went to, Dave. Like, Sal and I bought it. We bought a, a fabric cleaner thing. And it's, like, one of the most satisfying things of all time to do. And as, as efficient and nice as it is, it still doesn't, you know, it doesn't rectify everything. And yeah. if, there's, if there's anything sketchy in this couch, like. There's no way to sufficiently clean this couch. There's centuries of just nastiness coming from the pavement in that city, just going, getting up in your couch. Mm. Mm -hmm. But New York City people are also built much different than me. So, like, maybe maybe they just I – like, I feel like if you live in New York, you have to live with a general amount of filth that other people in other places aren't okay with. They're walking everywhere. We're not. We're getting in our nice air-conditioned cars and just going straight to our door. They get their steps in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I can't. I can't believe this is an eight thousand dollar couch. Potentially, it's just that's shocking to me. But couches are expensive, man. Like couchflation. Couches are very expensive. So I can see how if this became popular, especially among like you know trendy internet people, that like I could see how it could get up to eight. But it still seems very dumb to pay eight thousand dollars for a couch that does look like it should be in a children's museum. Is this one of those couches that comes in like a small box and you just open the box and it just unfolds itself? I don't think this is that that type of couch. It'd be cool if it was. I like how mattresses tell you that you have like 30 days to return it, but like they know you're not going to figure out how to get that thing back anywhere. No like what am I going to do? Shove it back in the 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 shrink wrap and send it back to you? Yeah, how do you send get it out back? the bungee cords and strap it to the roof of your car like oh. it's Mitt Romney's dog on a trip? Shittiest thing I ever did, not ever, but like a shitty thing I did was we got a free mattress through uh, Grand X and I just sold it to a dude. And he was like, why are you selling this mattress, this brand new mattress? You haven't even taken it out of the packaging. And I was like, I host a podcast and we got it. And I already, mm -hmm. I just got a free one like three months ago. So like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know if he became a listener or not. <laughs> I think he was more. Yeah, man, I'll check it out. I think he was more confused than anything as to why I was just getting rid of numerous mattresses. But that was also when I was mentally gone. From Grand X, not life. Yeah, no, no okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. get it. Like, this chick it. looks cool. Yeah, yeah. She like I think cool... overall she might be cool. Yeah, she looks cool. I feel bad that uh she's getting just absolutely roasted off the face of the earth. For 30 this, million but... views, man. That's that's pretty good. 
Uh, maybe I'd get bed. I'd get bed bugs if it meant getting thirty thousand or thirty million views for something at Wash Media. Best case scenario for her. And if anyone says differently, you're done. Uh, Rodriguez, the Boubois company, they see this and they just send her like a new one. They're like, hey, check it out. That that would be that's a smart play. That would be they a good should play. do that. But I don't, I don't know if the, a luxury couch company. I don't know if they're gonna do bits like that. My bug bomb killed a scorpion too that I did not know was in my apartment at the time. Oh man, yeah crazy man dude i had a scorpion bite me the other day and i f i flexed my muscle and it just popped the thing out it went flying you should have collected its venom as it is the most valuable liquid in the world i did i snorted it oh really mm -hmm. how'd you feel do you hallucinate it's weird i passed out for like eight hours yeah mm -hmm. saw the other side i just got a crazy headache just now just dude like i had one as I, I rolled in this morning i had to take something ton of bricks yeah mm. dude I'm, wor I'm worried that the, we have like allergy issues going on in austin that aren't like nasal anymore and they're just going straight to the dumpies i mean think about all the pollen that's collected on that couch dude gross that's where, I'm, that's where my head goes dude. They, they're just going straight to allergies dude. yeah like obviously like blood piss cum all that stuff i'm yeah. thinking about but pollen is the one i mean i famously got a new lounge chair for our patio and the other day i walked out there and like i was like oh i need to shake this thing out it's just covered in pollen yeah dander we didn't even mention Kendall's line of your two online, <laughs> which felt like another. Wait, like, when was that? I must have missed it. He's talking to his his baby mama. That's good. You're two, you're, you're two online, Dave. He wants to be around his family. He does, but he's he's torn. It's the duality of Kendall. He he's, he wants to be around them. He wants to be at this good. He wants to be the good guy, but he just can't help himself. He throws the election, or. You know, joins joins Roman and Tom. It's just, yeah. No, I think deep down he does, and maybe that that Kendall comes out on uh, next Sunday. But I don't know, man. Shout out to Rava though. Something else we didn't talk about was the way that all the ex wives uh, got got kind of drummed up and and sat in the row together. I and really, the mistresses. I, I really enjoyed that. The the yeah, line that, that I don't I don't I can't I'm sorry that I can't differentiate the names they haven't been around enough for me to to really learn. Caroline's the original mommy. When she said like, oh yeah, she was this to me. She was my Carrie. That was just like that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. Unhinged. Yeah, that was nice. Unhinged. Oh, yeah, if I'm ro or touching, if I'm, if I'm Logan and I'm looking down, I'm like, huh. I'm like hey, I did pretty well for myself in these years. Don't know if I need the mistresses sitting front row with, uh, but you know what. Hey, all in all, they're all kind of bad though in their own way, you know. Sure. It, yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, they. <laughs> they are. Shout out to the moms. Uh, touching Mother's Day tribute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Bye bye. Bye.